Welcome to the Untold Podcast, capturing the culture's imagination through speculative fiction. I'm your host, Nathan James Norman. We're departing from our standard fare here at the Untold Podcast. Starting in September, we have a whole stack of great new fiction we'll be rolling out to you rather quickly. But for August, we're going to slow things down a little bit, look to the past, and present a sort of ancient speculative story. And I think it will appeal to many of you listeners. Original music for this month's story is once again performed by Carrie Kelso, who is on board with providing the podcast with original music for the long haul. Great stuff. Today's short story was originally written in Old English, and its author is anonymous. Its title also uses an archaic word for cross pronounced rude, that's R-O-O-D. So now, without further ado, the Untold Podcast is proud to present... The Dream of the Rood, an Old English Poem. Lo, I will tell of the best of dreams, what I dreamed in the middle of the night, after the speech-bearers were in bed. It seemed to me that I saw a very wondrous tree lifted into the air, enveloped by light, the brightest of trees. That beacon was all covered with gold. Gems stood beautiful at the surface of the earth. There were five also up on the central joint of the cross. All those fair through eternal decree gazed on the angel of the Lord. It was certainly not a wicked person's gallows there. But, holy spirits, men over the earth, and all this famous creation gazed on him. Wondrous was that tree of victory, and I, stained with sins, wounded sorely with defects. I saw the tree of glory, honored with garments, shining joyously, adorned with gold. Gems had splendidly covered the Lord's tree. I was able, however, to perceive through the gold the ancient hostility of wretched ones, that it first began to bleed on the right side. I was all troubled with grief. I was afraid in the presence of that beautiful sight. I saw that noble beacon change its coverings and color. Sometimes it was drenched with moisture, soaked with the flow of blood, sometimes adorned with treasure. Nevertheless, I, lying a long time there, gazed troubled at the Savior's tree, until I heard it speak. The most excellent tree then began to speak the words. It was years ago that I still remember that I was cut down from the edge of the forest, removed from my foundation. Strong enemies seized me there. They made me into a spectacle for themselves, commanded me to lift up their criminals. Men carried me there on their shoulders until they set me on a hill. Many enemies secured me there. 
Then I saw mankind's lord hastened with great zeal, that he wished to climb upon me. There I did not dare break to pieces, or bow down against the lord's words, when I saw the surface of the earth tremble. I was able to destroy all the enemies, nevertheless I stood firmly. The young hero stripped himself then. That was God Almighty. Strong and resolute, he ascended onto the high gallows, brave in the sight of many, there, since he wished to release mankind. I trembled when the man embraced me. However, I dared not bow down to the earth, fall to the surface of the earth, but I had to stand fast. I was raised as a cross. I lifted up the mighty king, the lord of the heavens. I dared not bend down. They pierced me with dark nails. On me the scars are visible, open malicious wounds. I did not dare injure any of them. They mocked both of us together. I was all drenched with blood, covered from the man's side after he had sent forth his spirit. I endured many cruel events on that hill. I saw the Lord of Hosts severely stretched out. Darkness had covered the bright radiance of the Lord's corpse with clouds. A shadow went forth, dark under the sky. All of creation wept. They lamented the king's death. Christ was on the cross. Nevertheless, eager ones came there from afar to the prince. I beheld all that. Grievously I was afflicted with sorrow, yet I bowed to the hands of the men, humble with great zeal. There they took God Almighty. They lifted him up out of the oppressive torment. The warriors abandoned me to stand, covered with moisture. I was wounded very badly with arrows. They laid him down there, weary-limbed. They positioned themselves at his body's head. There they gazed at the Lord of Heaven, and he rested himself there for a while, weary after the great battle. The men began to make a sepulchre for him in the sight of his slayer. They carved it out of bright stone. They put him, the Lord of Victories, therein. The wretched began to sing him a song of sorrow in the evening time. Then they wanted to go again, warily from the glorious prince. He rested there, with little company. Nevertheless, we stood in a fixed position, weeping for a good while after the voice of the warriors went up. The corpse cooled, beautiful dwelling of the soul. Then they began to cut us all down to the earth. That was a dreadful event. We were buried in a deep pit. However, the Lord's disciples, friends, discovered me there and adorned me with gold and silver. Now you can hear, my beloved hero, what work of the evildoers that I have experienced, the painful grief. 
The time is now come that men over the earth and all this illustrious creation far and wide honor me. They pray to this sign. On me God's Son suffered a time. Therefore, now I rise up glorious under the heavens, and I am able to heal each one of those who hold me in awe. Formerly, I was the most fierce of torments, most hateful to people. Before I opened the right path of life to them, the speech-bearers. Lo, the Prince of Glory, the Guardian of the Kingdom of the Heavens, honored me over all the trees of the forest. Just as he, Almighty God, before all men honored his mother also, Mary herself, over all womankind. Now I command you, my beloved warrior, that you tell this vision to men, Reveal in words that it is the tree of glory on which Almighty God suffered for mankind's many sins and Adam's deeds of old. He tasted death there. However, the Lord arose again to help men with his great power. Then he ascended into the heavens. Hither again the Lord himself will set out into this world to seek mankind on the day of judgment, Almighty God and his angels with him. Since he who has power of judgment, he then will sentence each one, just as he shall have earned for himself here in this temporary life. Nor can there be any unafraid there because of the words which the Lord shall say. He shall ask before the multitude where the man might be, who for the name of the Lord would taste bitter death, as he did before on the cross. But then they fear, and few think of what to begin to say to Christ. None needs to be afraid of he who already bears on his breast the best of signs, but through the cross each soul must seek the kingdom from the earthly way those who intend to dwell with the Lord. Then I prayed to the cross with friendly spirit, with great zeal, where I was alone with little company. My mind was impelled on the way hence, experienced very many times of longing. Now this is my life's joyous expectation that I may seek the tree of victory and honor it well, most often of all men. The desire for that is great in my heart, and my patronage is directed to the cross. I do not have many powerful friends on earth, since they departed away hence from the joys of the world. They sought the King of glory. Now they live in the heavens with God the Father. They dwell in glory, and each day I look forward to the time when the cross of the Lord that I previously saw here on the earth in this temporary life will fetch me, and will then bring me to where great bliss is, joy in the heavens, where the Lord's people are seated at the feast, where perpetual joy is. Then it may set me where afterwards I might dwell in glory, with the saints to enjoy bliss well. May the Lord be a friend to me, who suffered here on earth before on the gallows tree for men's sins. He redeemed us and gave us life, a heavenly home. 
Joy was restored with blessings and with bliss for those who endured the fire there. The sun was triumphant on that expedition, mighty and successful, when he came with the multitude, the host of souls, into God's kingdom, the Lord Almighty, to the delight of the angels and of all the saints who in the heavens before dwelled in glory, when their ruler, the Almighty God, came where his homeland was. And that was our story. I hope you liked it. I decided to produce this story a few months ago after listening to the professors over at the Christian Humanist Podcast discuss this poem. I'll put a link into the show notes to their episode. If you like the poem, it's worth checking out. The poem dates back to the 10th century, and it might not seem to have any bearing for us in the 21st century, but I think it does. As Christianity pushed into a people group characterized by violence and acts of strength and valor, the image of a crucified Savior seemed weak. The poet crafted this story as a means to show that Christ's death on the cross wasn't a sign of weakness. On the contrary, it was the strongest act ever achieved. The cross is anthropomorphized into a character, and that's where the speculative part comes in. The cross says it could have swung down and defeated the enemies of Christ, but the brave hero, Jesus, God Almighty, would not permit him. We have an image here of absolute strength, under restraint. The Dream of the Rood is an incredible example of how to contextualize the gospel in a situation while maintaining the integrity of the gospel message. And so, I challenge all of you creative types out there. Try this. Contextualize the gospel to your culture through a speculative story. It's harder than you think. Nearly impossible. But start thinking. We've featured some great stories in the past that have done just this, and I think we have some that will do so again. Be sure to head to the show notes for a link to a public domain translation of The Dream of the Rood. And remember that... This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com Until next time, I'm Nathan James Norman, reminding you... The young hero stripped himself then. That was God Almighty, strong and resolute. He ascended onto the high gallows, prepared in the sight of many there, since he wished to release mankind.